0: Students, sometimes they may watch the wedding planner and they go, oh, I want to be a wedding planner. They go to a business school, they take some hospitality courses, but they don't really understand the industry. And the industry knows when they hire a UNLV kid, their first day on the job is not, hey, where's my office? Their first question is, where's the kitchen? I want to get in and get my hands dirty.
1: You're listening to the Hospitality Leaders. Each week on the show, we bring you conversations with leaders in the hospitality, event, and food service industries. Our conversations help you understand the state of the industry, the challenges we all face today, and what the future holds. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work. Okay. I'm here today with Stowe Shoemaker. He is the Dean of the Herrick College of Hospitality at the University of Las Vegas in Nevada. How are you today, Stowe? I'm doing great. I'm doing just
0: fabulous. It's a beautiful summer day here in Southern Nevada, so everything is just great.
1: Awesome. So beautiful day in Southern Nevada. This time of year, what is that, like 110 degrees?
0: I think usually, but today it's actually lower, so it's only about 90.
1: <laughs> and it's dry heat. Oh, it's a dry heat. You're absolutely right. I forgot. So, Stowe, you know, I, I first of all, thank you very much for joining me. You know, I am excited to discuss, you know, kind of the future of hospitality with an educator. You know, we've talked to a lot of people on the business side. We've talked talk to, uh, you know, people on the futures side of things, but not necessarily on the talent future side of things. So, you know, to start, thank you very much for being here.
0: No, it's an honor to be here. And, and I'd love to talk about hospitality education because really- you know, hospitality, it doesn't matter what your mom or dad did. If we give you a great education, we can change your life and you can have experiences you never thought possible. I always wanted to be a hockey player, professional hockey player. My parents weren't professional hockey players. So the chances of me being one were zero. They weren't in hospitality either, but I found a career that was just amazing.
1: That's outstanding. So, you know, you talked about finding this career. How did you end up here as the dean of uh, of this amazing college?
0: Well, I was really you know fortunate. I think what I was I came from industry. So I spent many years in industry. Then I went back and did my PhD and and did the traditional academic route. And one of the things I've always been really sort of I've been able to do very lucky is I always kind of think about the future and how it's changing. And so when a dean's job became available here at UNLV, I was already at UNLV as a faculty member, but when the dean's job became available, I really laid out a whole strategy for where I thought our college should go, as as it dealt with the future of hospitality and the future of education. And the president and the provost seemed to like it, so I was hired. So it was really just being able to have a vision, getting people rallied behind me, and then I was selected to be the
1: dean. Now, so I, I don't know how many people out there know this, but I know I was, you know, I'm obviously blown away by this. You are the number one hospitality college in the U.S. and number two in the world, which is, you know, amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. I, Thank you for yeah, that. Absolutely. I got to ask, you know, where's the difference there? What is what is different? the difference in your program that's keeping, you know, such a stellar reputation and stellar rankings for this institution?
0: Well, I think the major reason is is that we're very different than other hospitality schools in the world. What's happened, there's been a, a big trend in hospitality education for hospitality programs to be assumed or absorbed into the business schools. So I did my PhD at Cornell, and the Cornell Hotel School is now the Nolan School as part of the College of Business at the Johnson School. Michigan State, their program is part of the the business school. University Denver is part of the business school. Probably the number the number one hospitality program in the world for many years was EHL, a, a-, a- Co Hotelier de la Zone, and they've recently just changed their name to a, a- Co EHL Hospitality Business School. So so many hospitality programs are just business schools with some hospitality examples. Our program, and this is really the strategy I'd laid out when I became Dean nine years ago was let's be a hospitality school that learns from business, learns from fine arts, learns from communications and learns from other disciplines because hospitality at the end of the day is you have to know how to take care of a customer. And so our program is filled with lots of work experience, lots of industry examples, industry people coming in. So when our kids graduate, they know the industry, they have a passion for the industry, and they're ready to get their feet rolling. And so industry wants to hire our kids.
1: Yeah. So that's absolutely incredible. And I think that, you know, that differentiator is, you know, clearly, you know, why you have an amazing program. You know, what is, in your opinion, what's driving this switch by other schools that is, you know, really focused more on the business side than on the hospitality side?
0: Well, I think think it's a couple of things. One is certainly, you know, the cost of education is getting higher. And so universities are looking for ways to cut costs. I think another reason is that in in the United States last year, a half a million students did not apply to college that normally would have applied. So enrollments are down. And so universities are saying, well, you teach marketing, the business school teaches marketing, you teach finance your curriculums are very similar. So let's just merge them together. And and we save money and and then students can, can go work in the business. And I think that's really the biggest trend. And I, I think that's a mistake because what happens then is you don't really get an understanding for what hospitality is. And hospitality, it's not so much a job, as it's, it's a calling, it's a passion. And students, sometimes they may watch the wedding planner and they go, oh, I want to be a wedding planner. They go to a business school. They take some hospitality courses, but they don't really understand the industry. They go out and work and they go, oh, my God, this is a lot of work. So then they leave the industry. Right. Our students come in with a passion for hospitality. We give them a lot of work experience. We have this beautiful building we opened a couple of years ago. That's really a hospitality space designed as the classroom so there's just a lot of excitement there's a lot of buzz and industry knows when they hire a UNLV kid their first day on the job is not hey where's my office their first question is where's the kitchen i want to get in and get my hands dirty
1: that's outstanding and and i think that that mindset is what a lot of people are really interested in right now right you know yeah obviously the pandemic it changed a lot for a lot of people you know i remember being at a site and having to you know, let go of 93% of my team, right? And and then tried to welcome them back to the industry. And, and obviously not everybody came. So, you know, right now from your seat, you're developing the future. What does the outlook look like if, if I'm in a classroom right now or I'm in your position? What, what are the students thinking?
0: I think, you know, I mean, right now we really stress the fact that our industry has gone through ups and downs many times. And at the end of the day, People love to travel. People love to go out to eat. People love to be with everybody else. And we remind the students that, yes, during the pandemic, it was hard, but now there's lots of jobs, right? And so our view is stay always stay in the industry, stay focused in the industry, and you'll always, always have work. And we stress to our students a lot about having an MBA mentality. And that isn't the MBA mentality of a business school. It's a mop bucket attitude. In other words, get in and get your hands dirty. And if you're willing to work, there's going to always be a job and you'll be able to rise up in the organizations. And I think industry realized that they made some mistakes by letting so many people go. And some people aren't coming back into the industry. But but that's even better because if you're good and you have a passion for the industry, you can rise much more quickly because the
1: competition is less. So talk to me about your program, right? Is this a strictly hotel-focused program, culinary program? What kind of programs do you have there at UNLV? And what are you seeing the kids gravitating towards these days? That's a great question. So, you know, traditionally,
0: you know, it takes, to get a college degree takes 120 credits. And typically 80 credits are in your degree a specialty. So a hospitality program, it takes 80 credits in hospitality to get a degree. Well, traditional hospitality programs, and even UNLV was like this, 70 credits were required and you had 10 credits of electives, roughly three classes. So everybody took everything lock, stop and barrel. And you got a kind of an overview of sort of everything, but you became a master of none, right? Right. What we did as a faculty we got together and said, wait a minute, you know, our industry is changing. We're not just hotels. We're not just restaurants. If we're at restaurants, we could be fine dining. We could be fast casual. Hotels could be limited service. They could be the resorts like the Ritz-Carlton. They could be integrated resorts. We have entertainment. We have sports. So what our faculty did is they said, hey, let's, let's come down to the core 50 credits that represent what ties into being operationally successful in hospitality. And then let's take 30 credits or roughly 10 courses that allows a student to delve into an area that really, they're really interested in. So we've, you know, from the gift of the Panda Express, Andrew and Peggy Churn recently gave our college $5 million to be able to develop a concentration in the fast casual segment, right? And And for a student to get in a fast casual segment, after two or three years, you're running a million, two million dollar business, you know, making six figures. We also have a concentration in gaming where kids want to go into the gaming side. We're actually working with fine arts and engineering, and we're going to start a program in entertainment design. How do you create these great experiences? So our program is allowing for students to find a passion and then really delve into it. So for meeting and events, how do you plan a course for 20,000 people, right? What takes place to put all that together? Now we'll have, a, you could take a whole course in storting and all of those kinds of things. So our kids become really prepared. And then industry looks at us and says, wow, those kids know what they're doing. So let's, we're going to bring them in.
1: That's a great focus to take. And do you find Post-pandemic, when when registration, you know, people are looking at their focus and what they're going to be, are there any industry-specific sectors that people are kind of grabbing, you know, casino or, or beverage? Well,
0: that's a great question. You know, we have 80 companies have come to our school to recruit students, which is great. And and so students kind of hear what, what industry is looking for. They see a company that they kind of like, and then they figure out what they need to do, so they concentrate on that. So events is really important. I mean, everybody wants to do events, and not just wedding planning, but big events, right? Because Las Vegas has these has these big events. So that's really a popular area that's taken off. But we also you know have a lot of interest in restaurant. One of our graduates is Guy Fietti Wow! And guys come and he's talked to our students, and he's gotten kids really excited. We have students who are running. You know, Martha Stewart has now opened a new restaurant in Paris, not Paris, the city in France, Paris, Las Vegas. Of course. And one of our graduates is running that property. So our kids are going all over. We have a lot in HR, we want to do HR. But what's really exciting is we have an incredible internship program, both with Resorts World and the Palms. And recently at the Palms, we had 10 students who worked at the Palms pre-opening, all the way through opening, and... They hired the palms hired all ten students, and I think four to five of them wanted to go into not just the event side, but wanted to go into the banquet serving side, the food and beverage side. So kids are really seeing the opportunities in in food and beverage, which we're pretty excited about.
1: You know, you look at building the future, right? You know, you're you're sculpting the future, you're you're molding the future right now they're going to enter the workforce. You know, you've already said they're going to be hard workers. They're going to be, you know, hands-on, have that MBA mentality, uh, you know, the mop bucket mentality. Yeah. Uh, so what what kind of message would you want to give employers who are, you know, trying to figure out how to prepare for this next generation and try to recruit this next generation? Is there any sort of a message you'd like to, you know, maybe maybe provide to them? Yeah,
0: I think the message that I would like to say is that today's kids, they know a lot more than we all did when we entered the industry, right? They're tech savvy, they have an understanding of, of what each other's likes are, and they want to move, they want to move fast, right? And I think we sometimes in industry, we think, well, it took me a long time to get out of the room, so it should take you a long time to get out of the dish room. And it literally, I worked, you know, for in college, I worked in the dish room for a year. And Kids say they don't want to do that, right? right? So I think what we have to do as industry is really think about how do we bring back these internships that are rotational? And this is what we did with Resorts World. You know, we had we have 24 people we're on, and they're in there for a 14-week program and they spend time in each department. So the kids begin to see what they like and what they don't like and let them, let them make them some mistakes and let them charge ahead and don't try to rein them back too much because they'll go somewhere else, but let them be entrepreneurial and then, but also guide them and let them fail because everybody's going to fail, but then tell them why they failed. And as they mature, all those lessons will come into place.
1: I think that's a phenomenal message. You hit on a lot of key topics there. And I think that a lot of what's happening in hospitality right now is the culture is changing. You know, I you mentioned a lot when about coming up and working in the dishroom I had the same experience and when you were coming up originally and I've had a lot of people talk about this on the show it is 15 hours a day six seven days a week every holiday you know whatever the bar or metric was you had to pay your dues right yeah. it doesn't feel like you can do that anymore and it not only does it feel like you can do that it really is Almost we never should have done that. Like that was a bad idea to begin with. Right. So, so kind of what's your take on that? And, and how do you feel like companies can evolve past that? Well, I think I think the issue, and I think Marriott did this many years ago with a
0: 50 hour work week. You don't want to be, you didn't need to have FaceTime. But I think I think what we really need to do is celebrate the excitement of what it means to be working really hard with a team. And I think what one of the best things is when you worked really hard putting on an event for like 15,000 people, even a thousand people. It's the end of the evening, right? You've broken down all the tables and as a team. You all just sit around and you, you know, you just talk to each other and you talk about the weird guests you came and you talk about the mistakes you had, or you talk about the famous people you saw and you have a cocktail and you sit around and you laugh about stuff and you build that camaraderie. And so it's almost like we do this, not, for the company, but we do it for our teammates. And I think building that sense of community within the team is really critical. And then giving the workers time to be flexible and not trying to make sure they're out as quickly as possible because we want to save money, but spend a little money to show them that we really appreciate them, I think is really critical. And I was thinking the other advice I would give industry folks is not to everybody wants to work at home, right? And if you're a leader, you go, I could work at home, but then your employees see you working at home and they go, gee, I want that kind of job. And at the end of the day, we have to be around, right? So I think the message I would say, the leadership is be around, let employees know that you're there just as much as they are. You're not working at home because then all of a sudden everybody wants to be at home and then they go find industries that allow them to do that. And we don't, want, we don't want that to happen because it's, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what industry you work in, to be successful, you work all the time. I tell students, if you're always looking at the clock, you'll always be a hand, right? And so you might as well be working all the time at a job you love and having a passion. And I think that's our industry.
1: You, you know, you could not be farther from the truth. I think it's, uh, you know, for everybody who counts the number of hours they're at and wonders, you know, is it encroaching on my personal life? Is it a work-life balance? I think what a lot of people have realized through the pandemic is there's almost a work-life fluidity to it, right? You know, you have the things that you're, that are important to you. You carve out time for those things and everything else just kind of flows In and out of each other. There's almost no hard boundaries anymore with the way your cell phone works and the computers work and technology integrates. So that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting thought. And I think that a lot of people are trying to figure out how to explain that to new people coming in. That it's not. I'm not encroaching on your life. I just hope that you love this and you're excited about it.
0: Right? (laughs) Yeah. It's like a disease. You just. It's a passion, and you have this passion for service. And you know, we always say, and it's it's a well use phrase, you have a job you love, you'll never be bored. You'll never worry about the pay because the money will come, right? And and I think it's all about lifestyles, how you want to choose your life. And I think what we try to do at UNLB is we go out and we're working with students who are in high schools who are studying with the Pro Start and we're recruiting them and getting them into get excited about the industry. But then there's also a lot of people in our industry and this is another strategy we're pursuing. Who, who started working in the industry when you didn't have to have a degree. They worked their way up and then they reach a plateau because they don't have that degree. And so we're working very hard at the university to be able to say, how do we offer these people that are already in the industry, they have a passion for it, they need more education. How can then we give them the education, get them their degree by using things like prior learning assessments and things like that. And you know we're not there yet. Because it's a huge battle to get those kinds of things done. But it's something that we're actively pursuing as a strategy for our college. And we're actually working with a couple of major companies in town to help them educate their employees because they want to say, hey, we want to retain our employees. So a benefit we can give them is education and skill training. A good example is we're working with the company that used to be called Club Corp, which owns golf courses around the country. They're now called Invited. And what they've done is they've taken probably 25 of their top leadership across the country, and they bring them to UNLV for a six-week program. And it's it's spread out over six months. But they're basically saying, we want to invest in you as an employee so you can be promoted and do a better job. We're on our second cohort of that. And now we're finding that employees for invited are staying longer with the company. They're actually getting promoted. And so it's a way of retaining their employees by giving them opportunities. And I think that fits into, we have to think beyond just the freshmen on campus, which we'll always have, but we have to think about the lifelong learning and how do we provide that? And I think all those are reasons we're number one in the U.S
1: you know so this has been a fascinating conversation. You've taken us through of what life looks like at the university and what it goes into you know really being that number one program. You've been able to give us an insight as to kind of where students are gravitating towards and and what their mindset is coming out of school. you know you've given us some great advice for businesses as they're trying to attract and retain a lot of this. you know the, the last thing I'd ask is, you know do you have any feedback or any advice for any, you know, future leaders who may not have the benefit of going to UNLV, you know, do you have any advice for them as they're embarking on their hospitality leadership careers?
0: I do. And I think, and I tell this to our students all the time, is at the end of the day, hospitality is about taking care of the customer. It's about understanding operations. And it's about staying close to the cash register. And what I mean by that is, you know, you'll always have a job if you're driving revenue. But you really have to understand the business of hospitality. We had one of our grads who, you know, graduated many years ago, started out as a dealer, really understood the industry, worked his way up. He took over an asset, the cosmopolitan, that was basically sold to Blackstone for 1.2 billion. He came in with his team, many of the team members are UNLV graduates. And they recently sold it for like 6.2 billion. And the question is, what could one person and a group of people do that the previous leadership couldn't do? And my argument has been that the, you know the previous owners were investment bankers. I mean, you know, it was built by Deutsche Bank. Bill came, Bill Macbeth came in with his team, who they really understood operations, and they took an asset within five years and turned it into something great. And when I talked to Bill and I talked to other people there, it's all because they really understood the customer, they understood the operations, and they, yet they certainly understood the business side, but they understood the side from entertainment, they understood the side of communication, and they were able to put all that together. So my advice to students is don't be afraid of operations get your hands dirty, have that MBA mentality, learn as much as you can about the operation, because as you start moving up, you're going to attract people who know that you know operations and they want to learn from you. And you're going to have a career that will take you anywhere in the world. So that would be my advice.
1: That's phenomenal advice. I think a lot of people, you know try to find ways to skip over you know, the hard work and just get to the reward. And, and what they find is when they get to the reward, if they don't understand how the hard work goes, it makes it almost impossible to actually be successful and get to where you want to be. So I think that's a phenomenal advice. So thank you very much for that. So. Yeah,
0: and I have one more piece of advice is, sure. is that this is a small industry and the people you climb over to get to the top are the same people you're going to be climbing over as you're down on the bottom. So pe- treat people with respect. Be honest. Be trustworthy. Admit your faults. And people hire you because they trust you, not necessarily because you're the smartest person in the room.
1: That's right. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to fail. Learn from your, you know, learn from your mistakes, yeah. and make sure you, you know, you bring people along with you. Don't don't try to crawl over them. Right. Right. Exactly. I love it. Love it. Well, so you know, if if people want to find out more about your program, where are they going to find out more about your program?
0: The best way to find out is to go to our website, which is you n l v dot e d u forward slash hospitality
1: okay perfect perfect and we have pictures
0: and- of our building we have our curriculum we have all kinds of stuff on there it's phenomenal
1: that's what i was going to ask is what are they going to find when they get there i love it so all right well you know, so first of all, congratulations, number one in the U.S. I am throwing the prediction out there. Number one in the world here for a hospitality. I think so company. too. Uh, I, I, we're pulling for you. We're um, pulling for it. <laughs> that's right. So congratulations on all of your success. You know, phenomenal advice at every level today. So I really hope uh, there are a lot of really good takeaways here from people in the entire ecosystem of hospitality who are very interested to know what the next level of leadership is going to look like. And I think you gave us a great picture today. So thank you very you
0: very much. It was an honor to be on your program. Keep up the great work. This is what you do is tremendous because it does get people excited about our industry. It lets people be aware of it. So I applaud you for doing all the great work that you do also.
1: Well, I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And we hope you found this episode insightful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. You can find more information and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work.